Shalom Ubracha, we are up to Yuma Daf Samachas. And the Mishnah at the end of Samach Zayin tells us how they took apart the Paranaseh of Yemek Epurim. So the Kain Gadol would come to the Paranaseir, the ones that were going to be burnt. He would open them up and take out their innards. He would put them into a Kli or maybe Kalim. And they went to be Maktir together on the Mizbeach. This is Shaila, how you could put the Seir and the power in the same Kalim. Maybe you could say it was separate Kalim. They would then braid the, the limbs together on poles and carry them out to the Beisas Reifa. And the Mishnah also tells us, at one point, would the people involved become metame begadim? Would their clothing become tame? So the Tanakama tells us that it's from the moment that they leave the Azara. Reb Shimon says, it's not from the second they leave, it's from when the limbs are mostly consumed by fire. And the Gemara clarifies that the limbs weren't exactly burnt right there, they were going to be burnt on the Mizbeach. And Rebbechanan explains that they were braided like chains, the limbs were, were braided together like chains. And the Gemara tells us an interesting thing, that the way that the Kohen Gadol took apart the power and the Seir was with the basar of the animal together with the skin. He would not skin it first. How do we know this? We learn it from the Par Koyin Mashiach. That's what they would do over there. By the Par Koyin Mashiach, he would, when he did not Avera because of a plaque that he gave, he would skin the his carbon with the basar attached to the skin. He wouldn't skin it first and then take it apart. The, the basar was with the skin. So the Gemara says, okay, so how do I know that by the Par Koyin Mashiach, he would do it like that? That's from, from, from the Pasuk, we have a Kovu Ufarshu the Hoitzi. The fact that he was carrying it out shows that he, he couldn't have carried it out in different portions. They were still connected. They were still shalim when he took them out. So I would think that you would leave it like that even to the point where you, were, where you put it on the Mizbeach when they would burn the limbs. You would leave the skin on the basar. No, it says, Roishoy, Uchroov. And this Lashon is also used by the carbon Ayla. So just like by the carbon Ayla, it was burnt with the skin separate. So too by the Parkoim Mashiach, it was separated before they burnt it. It was taken apart together, but, but separated for the burning. Well, if we're learning it out from Ayla, maybe it would have all the halachas of Ayla that it would be skinned before taking out the meat. So Gemara says, from the Lashon of the Karvu Ufarshu, Rav Papa tells us we learn that the same way you're mafrish, just like the wastes are the, the garbage and the garbage, just like the innards were taken out with the limbs, so too the skin was taken with the meat together. Now, regarding the machlekas we have as to what point there, the people involved in the Pirancy era of Yom Kippur, when did their clothing become Tomei? So the Gemara says, where do we know when their clothing became Tomei? So we have a mission in Zvachim that tells us that they would take the animal out and burn it. And it clarifies that it was burnt in three different machanas. But over here, on Yom Kippur it was in one machana. So why does it say Michutz Lamachana? What's that coming to teach us? As soon as he leaves the camp, this is according to Tanakama, as soon as he leaves the Azara, his begadim are tame. So how do I know that by the other Karbanas, 
his he will be metame begodim the second he leaves the azara. We use mechutz the machna to teach us three machnas over there. So so where do we learn it from? So that we have a brisa that teaches us v'hoitzi es kol hapar chutz l'sholish machnos. You're taking out this cow into three separate camps. I don't know that taking it out means the three separate camps. Maybe it means you take it out into one machna to burn it. Because by a regular power, a regular carbon of, for the Eidah, we don't need the Lashon of El Michutz La Machna because you already know that you, are, that you burn it for outside in, in, from another Pazuk. The same way you took care of the first part, this is how you're going to take care of the next part. So why do I need Michutz La Machna? To tell me that you're bringing it into a second encampment. Okay, that tells me two. How do I know three? Because we have another pasuk that says, Why do I need this? We already know from the first pasuk, that's telling me that there's a third machana that you're supposed to burn it in. So now that we know by all the other kabanas that it's three machanas, over here, when it's only one machana, we accuse the lashon of Michutz Lamachana to tell me that as soon as he leaves, he's Tomei. His begotten become Tameh. What about Rabbi Shimon? Rabbi Shimon said that it's not the second you leave. It's not when you go Mechutz Tamachana that your clothing becomes Tameh. It is when the limbs are consumed by the fire. So what's he going to learn from Mechutz Tamachana? He's using this Kefir Abeliezer. You see, we have a comparison from Para Aduma to the Parashal Yom Kippur. By Yom Kippur it says Mechutz Tamachana and by the Para Aduma it says you take it Mechutz Tamachana. So just like on Yom Kippur, you're burning it in three separate machanois, which we learned from the Paro Eido in the Koyan Mashiach. So everywhere is getting burnt in three different machanois. And it continues that b'raiso. Just like by the Paraduma, it was burnt on the eastern side of the base of Mekdash, facing the west. So to on Yom Kippur, it was burnt facing the west on the eastern side of Yerushalayim. So according to the Rabbanan, how did the Rabbanan know where it was burnt and what direction it was we were facing when we burnt it? They, they're using Mechutz Lamachana to tell me when the Begadim were become Tameh. The Rabbanan will learn it out from a Brisa that tells me that every Maizachatas was done on the north of Yerushalayim except outside over there in three different Machanois. Rabbi Yoisi Paskins over there in that, in that Brisa that it has to be brought, it has to be burnt on somewhere that already has ashes. Now, if Rav Yaisi is adding that it can't be done in a place that doesn't have ashes, so who is the Tanakama that came before Rav Yaisi, that Rav Yaisi was arguing with and said that it has to have ashes? Rava says that it's Rav ben Yaakov. How do we know that Rav ben Yaakov holds that it doesn't need ashes for the place where you're going to burn the power in the Seir? Rav tells us that from the Pesach, Al Shevach HaDashen, Yisoreif, it tells me that it has to have Deshen, it has to have ashes. And Rabbi Leisab Nakov over there says in that Brisa that it doesn't mean that it has to have ashes, it just means that it has to be burnt in a place that's on an incline. Abaye says that it could be they're not arguing. Everyone holds it needs to have ashes, they're just, just Rabbi Leisab Nakov is adding that it also needs to be on an incline. The Tanakhama would say it doesn't need to be on an incline. Now, the Gemara says, who is Metame Begodim? How involved do you have to be in the burning process? So the Pasuk says, the person who actually burns it, 
is metame begodim. But the person who just lights the fire, no. And the person who arranges the fire, shifting around the limbs in the fire, no, not metame begodim. So what is considered the soirif, the person who's burning? That's someone who actually helps at the time of the burning. I would think maybe if he helps out even after it's all ash. Is that considered part of the burning of the carbon? No, it says oisom. When you're burning it, the animal, but not when you're dealing with just ashes afterwards. It's a different entity. With the, those who deal with the ashes are not metame begodim. Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Shimon says that from the lotion of hapar, this is all going on Reb Shimon, they only metame begodim once it's consumed with fire, right? The par itself is going to be metame, but but nitacha baser is not going to be metame begodim. What's the nafkamina between ash and nitacha baser? It sounds like once it's burnt, it's not metame begodim. The nafkamina would be is if it still looks like a cow when it's ash. So there's still some meat there, but it is ashened, but it's not actually ash. So according to Tanakamo, he'll still be matame because it's not totally offer yet. But according to Rebbe Shimon, it's no longer considered a par because now it's nita chabaser. It's charcoal. Now we have an, the last mission in the sixth parak tells us that how would the Kohen Gadol know when the Seir had reached the Midbar and it was time to continue the Avoida? There are three opinions of how they let him know. Number one, there was a flag system. Number two, they would measure the time that it would take for the people who were walking with the seir to walk up to the first sukkah to come back, and then the, the time it would take to walk one more mil. That would be three mil, and then you know he reached, that the seir reached the cliff. The third opinion is that they would just look to see if the string turned white, and then they would know that the seer made it. Abai says this is this is this Mishnah is a makar that tells us that the place where they would push off the goat was in the midbar. And Rabbi Huda says that as soon as the, as they would tell the Kohen Gadol, that's when he would start his mitzvah, which was to read the Torah. Hajvin Alach, Shnei Seiri, which began talking about the two Seirim that had to be identical. And what happens if one of them died? You take the second one, the Hagrala. And now we're going to start talking about the Kohen Gadol leaning from the Sefer Torah. He was allowed to lean in the white Begadim, the linen Begadim, or if he wanted, he could wear his own white robes. That's what Chashavi people used to wear in those days. The Shamash of the, the Pesach Mikdosh. He would bring in the Sefer Torah, pass it to the Rosh HaKnesses, he would pass it to the Skan, he would pass it to the Kohen Gadol. He would read from Acharei Mois, Ba'ach Ba'asar. He would roll up the Sefer Torah, put it on his lap, and say, you should know, guys, there's more than what I'm just reading. And then he would lane the Esar, but he would read about Peh. Because the Gemara is going to explain it to Tirch the Tibur to roll it all the way over to that part of the Sefer Torah. Then he would make eight different brachas. Ala Torah, ala Voida, Hoida, Michelas Avoin, on the base of Mikdash, on himself, on Yisrael, on Yushalayim. It's a machlekes whether Yushalayim because the numbers don't exactly add up to eight. On the Kehanim, and on the rest of tefillah. And the Mishnah says that if you saw the Kohen Gadol laning, you were not able to see the power and the Seir being burnt. Not that it's usur, it's just impractical because they were so far away. Have a wonderful day!